Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. And of course, here on the network, we love to bring on different people from the friendom, the people that bring the unity to the community. And on this episode, of course, sitting across from me on the West Coast is my good friend and network friend, proud member of the friendom, Mr. Steve Kirk. Steve, how's everything going? In the words of General Kenobi, hello there. (laughs) That is one of the best uh guest intros we've had i have a funny feeling uh next to mr stephen stanton's intros that one might be used mr kirk uh i will very gladly let him have the top honors that that's just fine (laughs) very good very good now steve listen there there's been a lot going on in the galaxy far far away you know obviously we had the release of solo which has been i i have to say has really brought the, the community back together um amongst all of the disconnected uh, mindsets and a lot of the opinions that people had. It's kind of nice to go back onto social media and obviously you promoting Intergalacticon and everything with San Diego Sabres. It must be great for you to go back online and just to kind of see people being like, yeah, you know what? We're friends again and we're back in this galaxy far, far away as a unified community. It's really nice to see everybody coming back together with Solo having come out now. Now, I, I'll do my best not to to throw any spoilers out there, but you know, there, there's still a subset of trolls and people who just can't be happy with anything. And I think part of it is we just have to realize they're just not going to be happy and we can't change their minds. And, and that's fine. But the rest of us have really come together. And I, I feel like there's a lot more positivity now that with kind of all the, I'd say the fan service, but there were so many Easter eggs and hidden gems in Solo. Yeah. that it really spoke to people and they really appreciated kind of that reach out to, to us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was that was one of the main things I have to say with uh, everything that happened Solo is that, and again, not to, like Steve said, not to give away any spoilers here, but when you sit back in the theater, and I've said this, Steve, and I don't know how you feel about this, but Solo is one of those films, it's like, okay, you can have that canon continuity and you can have those little cameos and everything that makes Star Wars so great. But I just really want to kick back and enjoy a Star Wars movie this summer and be around friends and really just envelop myself in this galaxy far, far away. Escapism is what Star Wars is. No, you're absolutely right. It, it's about, I mean, Star Wars has always been about hope. And to do that, you have to remove yourself from the moment and look at things differently. And this was a different movie mm. in a number of different ways, different from all the other Star Wars movies, but in good ways and in, in, in ways that, you know, I guess you could say do give us hope, but there are different ways to do Star Wars movies that are still successful. And that's what it just is proving. Yeah. In each and every way possible. Obviously when we talk about the spinoff, Steve, I mean, I don't know how you were a rogue one fan, weren't you? I loved rogue one and it's, it's even grown on me over time. Yeah. And I felt like coming out of solo myself, Steve, is that, okay, we have our traditional trilogy style films that obviously Disney's continuing on that path. We're talking about, Force Awakens, obviously The Last Jedi, and now heading into Episode Nine. But these spinoff films and these side concepts that are starting to be developed by Lucasfilm are really starting to fascinate me, especially if we start getting more people like Ron Howard behind projects, people who have that directing power and have a history. I mean, I was thinking about it when watching Solo, and this is no spoilers. Solo at times felt like American Graffiti to me like some of the stuff that he was working with George Lucas on behind the scenes. And it was great. And I want to see more of that in Star Wars. How about yourself? No, it was fantastic because it was such a different style. And I remember 
and again, not spoilers, just reaction, but you, the the scenery and the grit as you're as the camera's driving through Corellia, you just get such a different feel from any other place we've ever seen in the Star Wars universe. And it's so much more realistic and it's it's really proving, I think, Kathy Kennedy's vision where a couple of years ago she said, look, the standalone movies are meant to be standalone. They're not meant to spawn off franchises and sequels and so on and so forth. They're meant to be something different. And that's exactly what we're starting to see. We, we saw it with Rogue One. Now we're seeing something even more different with Solo, just in, in new and different ways. So you can really explore that that galaxy far, far away from a number of different perspectives. And those multiple perspectives is what drives fans, I feel. You know, sitting in that theater on opening night, and Steve, you can probably attest to this seeing Solo yourself and being in a theater with a bunch of fans, there were times where fans were quiet. There were times where fans were just really trying to understand exactly what was going on in the film. That's what Star Wars does at best. It lets us question. We're like, huh, I didn't see that twist coming. Or, hmm, I really like what they're doing with that character. And for me personally, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts. But I feel like Donald Glover walked into the role of Lando Calrissian and knocked it out of the park for me. Especially there's one particular scene where we first hear him talk and it's like, Wait a second. Is that Mr. Colt Forty Five himself, Mr. Uh, Billy D. Williams? I, I'm a little confused here. Oh man! I, so I have not been, I've not hidden my opinion that I just didn't know Donald Glover from Adam before all this came out. So I don't know his work. I don't know his repertoire. I don't know anything about him. So I couldn't get hyped up about him. Everybody, you know, other people knew it, and I'm, I just was not familiar. So I had to take a wait and see approach. I could not just jump on the bandwagon of, oh my God, it's Donald Glover, he's going to nail it. I don't know personally. But exactly to what you said, the moment he opened his mouth in his very first line, I sat there doing a double take going, wait, that's that's Billy Dee's voice. <laughs> that's it. And from that first line, I was like, okay, I'm in. So it, it was a it was a fantastic surprise for me, and it, it's nice not to be disappointed. It's nice to be surprised. Yeah, I mean that's really the whole basis of Solo. I think for all of us coming out of the theater was we really did not walk out disappointed whatsoever. No matter what the trolls say online and what critics will say online, it's what the fans walk out and feel when they see a Star Wars film. It's how we base our own opinions based on how we foresee or the way that we have seen. Star Wars itself and Solo does such a nice job and what it does Steve for me I mean I know I'm going to go see this thing multiple times because amongst everything else in the Star Wars universe we know there's always Easter eggs in there like you said before and there's things that we're going to have to take multiple viewings and partake in that just to find out okay this is why this was placed here this is why this was placed there and this is why I need to do even more research because probably like like myself Steve you're somebody who goes in to see a Star Wars film and you walk out and you're like, all right, time to get the visual guide, time to get all this stuff. Let's do a little bit of research here. Let's hop on Wikipedia. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> no need for Wikipedia. <laughs> no, I actually, in fact, I, I, I kind of did that this morning as I ran across an article going, here's all the Easter eggs in Solo. And I wanted to go through it going, what did I miss? Mm. And there were maybe two things that I missed because they were so small and they were so buried in EU canon that I just simply wasn't aware of them. So I didn't, I didn't feel cheated by missing those things that I didn't know anything about. 
which right. is kind of the nice thing about these fan service Easter eggs. If you don't know about it, it doesn't detract from the movie. It's not a key plot element. It's just a little nice to have for people who know about it. But the other 23 things I got, and I'm like, oh, wow, I, I feel like I scored good on a test here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, listen, if you can walk out of a Star Wars film and feel like maybe you got a B plus or an A minus on a test like that, I mean, that's pretty good. That's much better than I did in primary school. So I'll say that much. But um, overall, I, I think that Solo has done what it needs to do. I, there's so many fantastic reviews, I have to say, from fans across social media. I, I say a bra- bravo to Ron Howard and to John Kasdan, Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, listen, for Lawrence Kasdan's son to walk into this and say, you know what, I'm going to work on this project with Ron Howard and obviously Lord and Miller before, that's interesting. You know, these are some people who have not necessarily stepped into Star Wars before. John Powell with the score. There were times where I'm like, wow, that's such a nice little take on something new and something that we've already heard in the Star Wars universe. Were you a big fan of the soundtrack? I've got to watch it two or three or seven more times to pick up on all of it, to be honest. I've only seen it the once so far, and I, I need more viewings to pick the rest of it up. That first viewing is always, you're just kind of sitting there taking it all in, and the music didn't, there was nothing wrong about the music. Nothing jumped out strange about it to me which is a good sign that means it it did it did its job adequately and it set the tone and, it's, and it, it put you on the emotional journey you were supposed to be on and so without having a fully formed opinion on it yet i'm so far pleased with it mm. Mm, that's a really good way of putting it. it it's it's pleasing and it's enough to make you want to go back and it, I, I can tell you right now steve i there's probably going to be a viewing set just for mood of, of Solo, A Star Wars Story for me. I get the plot line after usually the second or third viewing. Upon mm-hmm. the fourth viewing, I'm one of those people that goes in and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I want to listen to how the music plays into the mood of this film. I want to see, there's certain scenes, of course, you and I know as we wrap up the film, um, that we hear the music and it's like, ooh, whoa, that is foreboding as heck. That is something that I did not expect coming. And John Powell was able to take that to a whole different direction, I feel. And, you know, Star Wars with music, Steve, it's one of those things that, you know what, either you grasp it or it just takes a little bit of time to really get into it and just kind of really bury yourself into the music itself. Are you a soundtrack person? Because personally, when Solo, the soundtrack came out, I was going around looking for it. I I love my soundtracks. Um, Rogue One was one of those good examples. It I didn't glom onto it initially. It was it was so different. Yeah. It literally took me about a year to warm up to it. And then and then one day I had I had bought the soundtrack on vinyl and I was sitting here listening to it and suddenly something clicked and I just got it. Like it all fell together. I'm like, I love this now. I like I I I crossed that that mountain peak and I was like, I'm I'm there. I love this. And so even driving home from the theater. Thursday night, I'm sitting there thinking, I, I need the solo soundtrack on vinyl. I just, I just yeah. do. It's got to happen. Oh, those vinyl soundtracks that uh, Lucasfilm and the entire um, Star Wars team puts out. I mean, they're they are absolutely fantastic. I have the Force Awakens one on vinyl. That I mean, there's just some great themes in there. And to hear it on vinyl too. Number one, there's nothing like popping open an old fashioned record player popping it on there and then get putting the arm down right on top of the record. And then hearing that star Wars music kick in. Um, obviously I'm too young to say that I lived back in the days of really understanding that sound, but uh, 
<laughs> on a consistent basis, but it, it's really such a great experience for Star Wars fans to just kind of sit back and, you know, enjoy music, the storyline, the characters, and everything that Solo in this galaxy far, far away has given us so far, Steve. I mean, any other further thoughts on Solo? I know, obviously, we both went to Thursday screenings, and we both walked out pretty happy. Yeah, I, you know, right now, I'm I'm going to be real curious to see what opening numbers are, are like for the weekend, because mm-hmm. it was... At one point, it was outpacing Black Panther in pre-sales, which is phenomenal. So now I really want to see what the numbers turn out to be. Yeah, and that's something we're going to keep a very close eye on as a Star Wars community is, you know, just the box office numbers and seeing where we place amongst, obviously, listen, Lucasfilm has already set some records. Let's see if they can start to break some of their own records. And that's going to be a fascinating, fascinating journey alone over the next week or so, even the next few months or so. But Steve, one of the things I really got to talk to you about, you got this little project you're working on. And I say little, but I really mean big. And it's called Intergalacticon, which you are doing out in San Diego. Listen, as a podcaster, I love what you do with San Diego Sabres. You are doing some fantastic stuff on the on the West Coast. And it's such a great thing to just go across social media and see all the positivity you're spreading out on the West Coast with what you're doing. And now Intergalacticon, if you want to tell the people – is spreading that message in a whole other way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this so this has been my life for like the last year and a half is is originating originating this idea of doing a fan con. And I'm calling it a fan con and not a comic con because it's more than comics and I know some of the big comic cons are a lot more than comics as well, but this is really much more about celebrating people's fandom and then you know even down to our tagline which is free your fandom is we all of us nerds and geeks and fans come from different backgrounds and we were inspired in different ways and i feel it's important to exercise the ability to build community around that and that's how we have all come together that's how geekdom has become ingrained in pop culture over the last 10 or 15 years we no longer have to hide under rocks now you know people are proud to be geeks and maybe there's some people claiming to be geeks that maybe don't fit the mold but bless their hearts anyway um because they want to be geeks and that's you know no matter what that's phenomenal to the to us who have grown up as hardcore geeks and have sometimes had to hide that fact from other people but now that it's all turned around Man, it's it's fantastic to be in a position where I can help people celebrate that. That's huge. I mean, I've been to many Comic Cons in my lifetime, and it's not a very long lifetime, obviously, so far. <laughs> um, it's been a great experience just to go to Comic Cons and being able to meet guests. But one of the best parts is walking up to the guest table and then going to fans around and saying, hey, what did, who, what did so-and-so say to you? Hey, you know, oh, wow, you're really into Star Wars. Oh, you liked Revenge of the Sith too? Or, hey, you're really into Ghostbusters. Yeah, I remember when, you know, know, the first Ghostbusters came out. You know, there's a lot of different nerdums that just find themselves. And whether it's within the Comic-Con setting or whether it's at Intergalacticon, obviously, or whether we find ourselves just out and about in the community, now is the time for nerds to really come out and be proud of who they are. I say that all the time. This is such a great time for not just Star Wars fans, Star Trek fans, Ghostbusters, whatever your passion is, comic book fans. It's a great time for us all just to come together and to celebrate 
at a place like Intergalacticon, where you can come together, share your fandom, and also share your stories too, Steve. We all have our backstories too when it comes to where we find ourselves within that nerdum. No, you're absolutely right. In fact, that's been one of the key aspects we've looked for in selecting speakers and panelists are people who have interesting stories to tell, who may in some way be inspirational or have inspirational messages, ways that they can talk to the audience to uh, perhaps trigger their motivations or you know, just bring joy to them perhaps. Yeah. And, and that's no matter if it's you know, one of the guys on the music panel or if it's one of the Hollywood celebrities that we've brought is we've kept that in mind with everybody we've selected as people who have the ability to connect with the audience and through doing that, help the fans create some real good memories out of this experience. Yeah, those those memories, I'm telling you, even on my end, and I can speak for some of the people at the network who have shared some of their experiences with me, obviously, Brian Fontaine, Christopher James Letty, some of the fantastic people, yourself, Caden Stetler. I mean, there's just so many great individuals that we talk to on a regular basis and we share our stories with. And it's great that you've given a format to people to come in and say, you know what, I'm going to take my story to the next level. I want to really share this with so many more people because I feel like it could make an impact on them, not just necessarily listening and kind of saying, oh, that's really cool. I had a similar story, but motivating them to speak up themselves, to come out and say, I have a story to tell. I have something important that I want to share with everybody in the fandom, whether it's, again, Star Wars, Star Trek, doesn't matter. There's such a great format for that. And Steve, you've offered it. So bravo. Uh, keep up with the good work with Intergalacticon. Is there, that, obviously, this is a little bit pre-plug time, but uh, it, where can the good people find everything happening with Intergalacticon? So we're all over social media, but the jumping off point is the website, of course, Intergalacticon SD, as in San Diego.com. So we've got, you know, with, with every con, you've got speakers and artists and exhibitors. And of course, we've got all that. We, I think we've got a great, diverse set of, of all those folks. So we have a little bit of everything for everyone, but we're also trying to make this very all-inclusive as an experience so it's not just that but we're hosting workshops and we're hosting parties and events and contests so that it truly is this this diverse well-rounded experience it's not just a con that you attend but something you can come participate in and interact with so folks can go to the website and follow us on social media we're still announcing stuff you know we're only a couple weeks out but i've still got some announcements to make and um uh, man, it's just, it's going 100 miles an hour right now. It's so exciting. <laughs> don't worry. You won't have an officer pulling you over saying, sir, do you understand what speed limit you are just currently going? You don't have to worry about that with Intergalacticon and Steve Kirk. They've got this thing fully under control and at the right speed here. But obviously, Steve, I got to ask you this little mm -hmm. nerd and Star Wars question that I ask a lot of people. Which Star Wars character do you personally feel like you connect with and it can be from any time period, any place. I, I think I have an idea of who it might be, but I want you to say it because I, I've, <laughs> I've always been curious with Mr. Steve Kirk, who he connects with in this Star Wars universe. Do you remember my opening line a few minutes ago? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a big Obi-Wan guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's always been the one I've connected with, whether it was old Obi-Wan or young Obi-Wan. It's, it's. For some reason, he's always represented, in some ways, the ideal Jedi, sometimes the flawed Jedi, but also the, 
the most well-balanced and well-managed Jedi. Mm. One, I, I don't want to call him perfect because there is no such thing, but he was just really well-represented as somebody who had it together and was well-grounded. And even if he didn't know what to do, he made it look like he knew what he was doing. Right. And, and he did it with style. I mean, come on. So you, you, you can't shake a stick at that. He's always been my favorite since 1977. Oh, right starting off with Mr. Alec Guinness moving into Mr. Ewan McGregor and obviously moving into so many, so many different realms. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a, a, a Obi-Wan spinoff film, Steve. Who, who knows? I'm sure you'd be super excited for that. I may or may not have a Google News alert set up for that. <laughs> we will <laughs> never know what that Google News alert truly is at the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network for sure. Steve, all right, we've broken down everything happening in that galaxy far, far away with Solo. We got to know a little bit about Intergalacticon. We're at that time of the show. It's a little thing we like to call plug time here at the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. Steve, where can everybody find what's going on at San Diego Sabres? Obviously, you gave us the rundown at Intergalacticon, and where can they find you across social media? Oh, goodness gracious. So, long list of things here. We talked about Intergalacticon San Diego Sabres. We are the premier lightsaber combat training group in the San Diego area. There's my radio voice coming out there. That's fantastic. Um, we We practice and promote a true martial-based combat system with lightsabers. It's not simply guys hitting sticks around, but we blend various forms of, of real-world martial arts and swordplay into our Star Wars fandom for lightsabers. So uh, sandiegosabers.net, not .com, is where we keep our home. We practice several times a week. We hold tournaments. We do special events and demos. San Diego Sabres will be doing what we're calling a national tournament at IGC because we do indeed have people from other schools coming in from across the nation. Wonderful. Therefore, it technically qualifies as a national tournament at this point. So <laughs> nice. um, they'll be out there all day doing training and demo for uh, the attendees during the day, and then they'll do a full-fledged tournament at night. We have some very special guests coming out from the state of Delaware. You may know our, our main men, and they will be doing a live stream and broadcasting this for everyone. Wonderful. So we are we are definitely kicking it up a notch, and we'll be promoting – all that out on sandiegosabers.net and our San Diego Sabres social media platforms on Intergalacticon. And me personally, I'm on Facebook as Steve Kirk. I'm on Twitter as the underscore Lockheed because I'm also an X-Men fan. Nice. And Instagram, I, I am Steve of the Clan Kirk. And uh, mostly you'll just see pictures of my dog and food. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. What I'm fascinated by is how is how are Foden B going to sneak out of New York Strip Sterling through that uh, security and be able to grill it out front? Uh, Steve, are you sure you got the proper grilling equipment outside of Intergalacticon for them? I have already spoken to the chef at the hotel and we are taken care of. Oh, how beautiful is that? Foden B, you have been officially confirmed to grill whenever you please out in San Diego. That is absolutely awesome. You guys know the spiel here at the Podcast Network. You can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, subscribe. Head on over to Twitter, follow us at BrickCitySWPC. Head on over to Instagram, follow us at BrickCityBlockade. 
And, you know, head on over to Tee Public, pick up one of our awesome T-shirts to help support the podcast network, bring on epic guests, and continue to bring fantastic content for all of you in a galaxy not too far away. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the Brick City Blockade, my friend. Many more conversations in the near future. Always a pleasure, sir. I'm glad to be here. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. Always.